There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network. It's a numbers game. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, good morning, sir. Good morning, my good man. How are you? How, well, how are you doing today? Oh, well, you know, physically, ailment, uh, you know. I don't know. What's, what's funny? The bowl is getting worse. What's funny is it's just like yesterday where you're sounding pretty good right now. Right. Let, wait, let's give it a few seconds. Wait an hour and a half. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. We'll sit. We'll, we'll power through this. A lot of NBA this morning. Uh, my friend Kelly Bidlin has his NBA season long plays. Drew Dinsick has season long plays. Dan Bespris has season long plays. So a lot of baloncesto today on the show. That's a. Uh, that's Spanish, by the way. Let's Kelly. get it. Uh, and of course, uh, we will talk other things as well. Pete Futak on college football. We'll do that. Um, we got to start with what happened yesterday, both in baseball and in the National Football League. First in baseball, the day started with the Diamondbacks beating the Phillies. Three runs in the second put the Diamondbacks ahead, and they uh, kept that lead the rest of the way as we got bad Aaron Nola yesterday and good Merrill Kelly. And the Diamondbacks force Game 7 tonight in the National League Championship Series in Philly, where it's going to be Ranger Suarez going up against Brandon Fott. But you know how this works now. Short leashes for everybody. A whole bunch of pitching changes, probably. And uh, Phillies are minus 165 favorites. Feels a little high. I want no part of this game whatsoever. None whatsoever. Oh, Don't really? want to touch it. Don't want to touch it. Philly's a little too high. Not racing about the Diamondbacks. If we end up with, and we'll get to the obviously the, the Texas. Wow, idea. I guess I was surprising a Phillies bet for. Uh, I guess I was expecting a uh, Phillies bet from you. Not at minus one sixty five. I don't okay. want to. But uh, it's it's interesting because and obviously the other game yesterday, which killed my exacta, uh, killed my uh, my uh, Phillies over Astros exacta. By the way, congratulations to all of you who had the Rangers to win the American League pennant or have the Rangers in an exacta. Nothing but a tip of the cap yeah. to the Texas Rangers who get it done. Who I had pre-flop, it was my only season win total of the year. I went over That's on them. That's right. That's right. But I did not bet them to win the division pennant or World Series, and they crush. And I do mean crush the Astros last night 11 to 4 they got three runs in the first um did the rangers off christian javier who i shouldn't have trusted him he only lasted a third of an inning as i kept saying in javier we trust that didn't work out uh astros got it within two runs a couple times then a four run fourth for the rangers blew it open again 11 to 4 the final and the rangers the texas rangers for only the third time in their 52 year history 
make it to the World Series. The previous two times, 2010, when they lost to the Bruce Bochy managed Giants in 2010. And in 2011, which I would argue is the greatest ending to a World Series, at least one of the great games in World Series history that has somehow been lost in history, Game 6, where the Rangers were up three games to two. They came within one strike of winning the World Series, both in the ninth and tenth innings of that game. Took a two-run lead uh, into the ninth. The ball from David Freeze that he hit that went over Nelson Cruz's head that ended up tying the game in the ninth. Uh, They came back from a uh, they overcame a Josh Hamilton two run homer in the 10th and eventually win it uh, in the 11th on another David Freeze home run. We'll see you tomorrow night, Jack Buck said in uh, tribute to his dad, Joe Buck, who once did back in the day with the uh, Twins and Braves World Series. And then the Cardinals ended up winning in seven. Um, congratulations again to all of you who have the Rangers either in an exact in the World Series or to win the American League pennant. They deserve it. And uh, this has nothing to do with sports betting. But I want to bring this up because Joe Pete has sent this to me last night. He knows my affection for the great Joe Jackson Gibbs in, uh, in football as my North Star of the greatest head coach of all time. But he said he, he asked me last night, he goes, has Bruce Douglas Bochy supplanted Joe Jackson Gibbs now? as the best coach slash manager of your life in professional sports, given the body of work in the context of the quality of the squad? It's a great question. I don't know that I have an answer. Bochy now in his fifth World Series, he lost in 1998, got swept by the Yankees as the manager of the Padres. That was a team that wasn't really all that great. Uh, Kevin Brown, I think, was their ace. Andy Ashby was, was in that starting rotation, but they had, what, Tony Gwynn, Greg Vaughn, I think, hit 50 homers that year. Ken Caminiti wasn't like this great team, uh, but he got them to the World Series in 98. Again, they got swept. And then, obviously, the three years with the Giants, 2010, 2012, and 2014. 2010, that Giants team wasn't very good that ended up winning the World Series. That was an Aubrey Huff, Pat Burrell, you know, Juan Uribe kind of team that got uh, to the promised land in 2010. 2012 and 2014 were better. The relievers held over. And then you, you had the additions of Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford and, of course, Hunter Pence and the like. Um, but you ask yourself, so Bochi getting, you know, those those 20, that, that 1998 and 2010 teams to the World Series, the 2010 team wins it. This team, which was the most schizophrenic, this Texas Rangers team, the most schizophrenic team in baseball this year, Bochy even said it, this is the most up and down year ever, that he gets them to the World Series and they will have home field advantage no matter who they play after tonight, either the Phillies by tiebreaker or the Diamondbacks by virtue of a better record. Is that better than the Gibbs four teams that he got to the Super Bowl, three of which he won? 82 a strike year where the defense wasn't all that good. 83, the second best of the four, because 91's the greatest team of all time. And then 87, which was kind of somewhere in between. It's a great question. Two, I would argue the best head coach and the best manager in our lifetime. So tribute to Bruce Bochy. I wish I had, uh, I wish I had played the Bochy angle beyond just the uh, season win total over. But yeah, good on the Rangers. Couple people, it. I know. Uh, I know JVT's got a ticket on them. I think twenty to one ish to win whatever. the World Series. Win the World Series. Oh, yeah. Yep, Did yep. he have an AL pennant on him? I don't know. I'm not sure. So <laughs> maybe congratulations. Maybe good Sorry. luck with the twenty to one in the uh, World Series. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm struggling. Uh, by the way, let me just say this: If the Diamondbacks win tonight, and we have a Rangers Diamondbacks World Series, what do you think? I'm going to set the the, the oh, total gosh. viewership of game one. 
I'm going to set the over under at 8 million people. Okay, well, like this is the. Do, do you know what the average viewership is for a World Series game? For a game one? Yeah. Yes. In recent times, about somewhere in between no 11 and 12 million. Yeah, I think you're probably right on. So I'm going to say eight. I mean, but let's put it this way. If you're Major League Baseball and you're looking at these four teams in the oh. LCS, you're like, we're good here. We, we're not good. <laughs> we're great here. Yeah. As long as the Diamondbacks don't make it in. I mean, look, the the Rangers should be the the Rangers will be the favorite. I don't know. I won't say that. No, because the Phillies win tonight. The Phillies will be the <laughs> the Rangers will have home field, but home field didn't serve them in yeah. this in this ALCS. So it's a crapshoot from here. The whole thing's been a crapshoot. Just I want to update that one uh, postseason stat. The team that leads after the fourth inning in this postseason, there's been 35 games. The team that has led after the fourth inning in this postseason in 35 games. You know what their record is? 32 and 3. It's crazy. 30 wins, two losses, three pushes because there were three ties after the fourth inning. Okay. There was one. Just unbelievable. Was there one recent? There's a couple ties recently. Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah. okay. The only two. Because remember when you first brought that up last week, I was blown away. It's an incredible stat. The only two losses, because we're not talking again about the sixth or the seventh inning. We're talking about the fourth inning. It's over. The only two teams that overcame fourth run deficits ultimately. Was that Atlanta win the one time they beat the Phillies that five to four miraculous win, and then there was a Diamondbacks Brewers game in the in the first, in the wild card round. See, this is why, like people like me don't need to hear this. You know what I mean? Because it's the when you first brought that up, I was blown away. It kept and, going, and then it gets in your head, right? Because then you're like, well, fifth inning, three nothing lead. I'm going to do something else. Like see you later. <laughs> Thirty two and three. It's amazing. Um, football last night. The 49ers not only don't cover against the Minnesota Vikings. You like that? They lose outright. <laughs> Kirk Cousins after the game said to Todd Wishnep, hey, Todd, you like that? <laughs> Todd Wishnep had an anti-Kirk Cousins rant on the Megapod this oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, good on the Vikings. They win it 22-17. to 17. A lot of people are uh, going crazy on Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy did throw two picks in the final two drives of that game last night. But hardly, the loss was hardly his fault. I mean, the Niners' defense could not get the Vikings off the field. 452 total yards mm-hmm. for the Vikings. 8 of 13 on third downs. Kirk Cousins threw for 378. Jordan Addison, 7 for 123 and two touchdowns. The big play of the game at the very end of the first half. I mean, this was just unbelievable. Third and six at the Minnesota 40 with 16 seconds to go. The Vikings don't have any timeouts left. They're up 10 to seven. Cousins to Addison, who previously had lost a tug of war for the football with Shavarius Ward earlier in the game. This time, Addison rips it out of Ward's hands. Ward falls, doesn't tackle him. Addison to the hizzy. And there's your nine-point lead. The PAT was missed, but that was a that was a startling development right at the end of the first half. I don't think I've half. ever seen that in a game though, where that's happened both two guys fighting for the yeah, same, and it's twice. and results happened either way both times in the same yeah, half. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And hey, this is uh, I saw Matt Brown tweet this last night at halftime of that game. Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison had more uh, more receiving yards by halftime of that game than Quentin Johnson has in his season so far. Wow. Yeah. Addison ended up seven catches for 123 yards and two touchdowns. The Niners only had 65 rushing yards. But yes, uh, Purdy did throw a uh, pick. Cameron Bynum got him with 530 left in the game. Uh, then after Greg Joseph missed the 50-yard field goal, the Niners did get the ball back down five with 111 left in the game at their own 40. They got to the Minnesota 40 with 34 left, and then Purdy was picked by Bynum again. Ball game. Vikings win it 22 to 17. Think about how you feel about the Niners as a football team. Mm-hmm. 
just your snapshot in your head of what you what they mean to you, what you think about them. Okay. Think about your snapshot of how you feel about the Minnesota Vikings in your head, and now reconcile that those two teams, the way you think of them, are only two games apart in the standings. Not that they're in the same division or anything, but one team's five and sure. two, and the other's three and four. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think these games... What a league. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, mean, I think when you have when, when you still have a quarterback of, of Kirk Cousins' caliber, and uh, I, I still think that he's above average quarterback in the NFL. Oh, for so, sure. He is. So, uh, Todd, sorry if that's a problem for you, but I think he's above average. And you get an offense like this, I think they can have these types of games. And San Francisco has so many injuries right now and got injured in during that game. It's tough. You're gonna, This is going to happen. You're going to go on the road, and it's tough to win the NFL on the road. Yeah, Todd's a little irrational about Cousins. You can throw out anybody. He's like, he's better than Cousins. <laughs> Run a passed away Sammy Ball. He's better than Cousins. We'll come back. Drew Dinsick on the NBA and NFL next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Kelly, we got to take a break so I can wax poetically about Zin nicotine mm-hmm. pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one. You and I debate that all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, what does a team need to do to get to number one? Not be the you, Detroit Lions. How many times have you screamed that at me? But Zinn Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or a dipper looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zinn. Zinn's made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can join anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like Tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, Drew Densick at whale underscore capper on Twitter. Kind enough to join us from both the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge, or Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast, Bet the Edge from NBC Sports. Uh, Drew, okay, let's talk some NBA. First of all, there's a couple games tonight, obviously. We just heard Bradley Beal officially ruled out. We thought that might not happen. Officially, not officially. Not officially? Yeah, le- leaning that way. Oh, I thought what you... Did, what did I say? Shams wasn't well, sh- official. On yes. This. Oh, you faking us out now? You made it sound official. You Unlikely to play. Unlikely to play. Okay. Well, doubleheader tonight. Are you playing anything tonight? Do you generally dive in to individual games full bore, or do you kind of slow play it early in the season? Oh, no, no, no. I think... Um, the, some of the biggest edges are in the first month for sure. Um, 
And it's just a matter of if you've got priors that you think are, you know, meaningfully better than the market. Um, you can tell pretty quickly if you're right or wrong about that. And so, uh, presumably you can get ahead of, you know, correct, you know, this, and this goes for every sport. Um, if you have, uh, you know, a, a set of priors on a given season at the start that is, you know, is meaningfully sharper than uh, the market on average. Um, you're going to have better success game by game than you are even going to p- be playing win totals uh, because it'll take five, six games before things really get adjusted uh, for any given team. Um, and if you have any, you know, macro edges, which unfortunately I'm not seeing many or any this year, but, um, you know, think back a couple of years ago where they changed the uh, rule where they were giving, uh, three foul shots to the shooter who kicks his legs out. Then they took that away. Um, it was pretty clear. Well, this could have two effects. Number one, there'll be fewer free throws in the game. And number two, you can play a little bit more aggressive defense in the perimeter and three point shooting was just immediately and obviously impacted out of the gate totals were off by something like six points uh, for the first week of the season. You could have basically blind bet unders for, um, you know, something like the first, I'll say uh, 50 games uh, and you, you hit, you know, close to 70% just because the totals were anchored with, you know, the wrong assumptions about how the game state was going to play out. And, um, you know, there's, those come along pretty regularly. I'm, I have a couple in the back of my head that I'm keeping an eye on this year with the, just in general, the state of the, of the game. Uh, it's been a weird last couple of years. Um, and I, I, this is another kind of just general kind of point of context. Um, the NBA regular season data, you almost have to throw it out uh, the year, the COVID, the year that there was the COVID interruption, which was 1920, right? That that year was incomplete. So you can't really make much of any of those kind of season long, you know, trends, wins, any of that, because they stopped the season and restarted it. Not every team even finished the season. Uh, and then they had a tiny break before they restarted the season and went, you know, well past the normal finishing point and all the good teams were playing into, into July. And, um, then there was an international, you know, there was Olympic play that impacted some teams. And then we went right into the, uh, uh, the 21, 22 season. And that, that season was just absolutely rife with fatigue. Like the players were just exhausted. Um, and you almost didn't even need to know, you know, what, appropriate team strength was. You just needed to know which team was more rested and you had the winning answer. Um, and so those kind of three years of NBA data and seasons are all kinds of messed up. Uh, and last year was sort of the first normalish year we've had, uh, with things kind of back on a normal schedule. And then this off season was like a complete full break for almost all of these players outside of those that participated in the international FIBA stuff. Um, so this is, this is now kind of a, a, a full reset sort of year. Uh, and I'm expecting some things to be a little bit more normal out of that, uh, expecting some, you know, the, the league is trying to make player availability, uh, you know, a highlight heading into this season. And, even though here we are on the eve of the start of the season and Bradley Beal is a, yeah. <laughs> is a last minute scratch. Uh, it do, it does seem like at least, to, to, you know, the likelihood of, um, kind of extensive, just surprise scratching should go down to a degree it, this it year. Should, so. But the player participation stuff is only for like the big stars too. Right. So like they could really still be around, like maybe we're overrating that. 
Sure. But it impacts, uh, it impacts all NBA, which is, which is dollars for these guys, right? You know, if, if I, I, that's my assumption, at least is that the fact that you have to hit, uh, the 65 game threshold in order to be considered for all NBA, um, you know, all, all NBA is your bottom line. If you're a player like that's that, that's how you get escalators in your contract. That's how you get ultimately getting, yeah. uh, you know, life changing money. It's, it's, um, it's still 17 games to play with though. You know what I mean? Like there's 82. It is, yeah. it is, but you know, you're walking a fine line because you're, you know, if you get hurt and miss a couple weeks anyway, for sure. then for now sure. all of a sudden you're like, wow, well, yeah. you know, one, one, one more night off might actually be a deal breaker. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a little bit, uh, to be determined, I guess. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty, uh, willing to fire into a lot of these lines okay. early in the season because, you know, I, I look at the win totals right now. I think the biggest differences I have are off by almost uh 10 wins uh to the good and the bad here give them to us uh so i have a pretty pretty strong disagreements with mark and some of these um i am the biggest off to the bad with detroit uh the market's making them a 28 and a half win team right now i think they're closer to a an 18 and a half win team um that's uh, every i have every player on that lineup graded as a negative i have Jaden ivy who they are going to have to absolutely lean on to try to develop this year because of the investment they have in him i have him as a very minus player um and uh and then on the on the flip side of that to the good i think uh uh, the Toronto Raptors are being wildly underrated heading into the season. I think the uh, my numbers say the Timberwolves are being wildly underrated, but um, that also could very well be uh, some of the parts type of problem. Um, and uh, the I have the Oklahoma City Thunder as almost 10 wins over fair. I have the Kings almost nine wins over fair. I have the Pacers eight wins over fair. Portland and San Antonio, I have seven wins over fair. Wow. Those, I mean, are, is that typical that you have that big of a, a difference between your projections and the actual uh, preflop number? Yeah. I mean, I think a win in season long NBA is worth very little. <laughs> so the fact that you're having medians that are, you know, seven, eight, nine off is not crazy at all. Um, you know, the residual between, you know, season long uh, wins and, uh, and, you know, just actual results. I think the median is in that ballpark of, you know, five, six, seven. Um, the, um, the key, I guess, for, uh, you know, macro that I'm excited about this year is last couple of years, last year in particular was a mega tanking year. A lot of people had incentive not to win. And now almost all of those teams, the shoe is on the other foot. And you have a lot of these teams that have been incentivized to lose for years and years and years that are, you know, you have GMs and coaches that are, this is their last chance to finally show some winning uh, potential. And uh, I think there were certain teams in certain divisions and, you know, and particularly schedules that lent themselves to teams being the beneficiaries of other teams tanking. Uh, and now all of a sudden they're going to have to win in, you know, a relatively neutral games, you know, neutral, uh, uh, playing field. Um, you know, the, the bad teams like Portland, San Antonio, Detroit, um, they're still not incentivized to lose. Like they probably will lose a lot of games just because they're starting a lot of really inexperienced players. Um, but I think, uh, you know, just in general, the, the tanking nature that we had as part of the fabric of the NBA, the last couple of years is going to be a lot softer this year. It's very interesting. All right. We have uh, 45 seconds. So I need real quick answers from you. Do you have a play in either of the games sure. tonight? 
Uh, no, I think they're both fair. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for a second half under in the Lakers game okay. uh, based on the numbers we're looking at. I'm looking at a second half over potentially in the uh, Suns Warriors game, although that's downgraded particularly with the absence of Beal. Um, I have the Suns as a top three offense by like clearly top three uh, with a healthy Beal uh, and kind of excited to see what that team does. The only team that I have top five, both offense and defense right now is the Celtics. Um, if I had to have a prediction, I would say that we're going to get nuggets over Celtics in the finals. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, that's mostly just cause I think Nikola Jokic is still the best player in the NBA exit question. Cause we got to go for the man who gave us Mike Brown coach of the year last oh. year. Do you have an award play? Yes. 45 to one. Darko Ryakovich, coach of the year. Toronto Raptors, they beat their win total by 10 wins. They get a top five seed in the East. People know the household name, Darko Ryakovich this year. Darko Ryakovich, 45 to 1. Thank you, Drew. We'll talk soon. Drew did a great appearance on the Megapod this past week as well. Baseball with Paul Sporer on the other side. That's next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets. And where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out, all of today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Uh, I promise you, coming up this hour... Nothing but a cavalcade of NBA thoughts from Kelly and Dan Bespris, as well as the NBA season tips off tonight. By the way, you see hockey is doing that thing tonight that the NBA did. Yeah. They're starting every 15 minutes. That's a really cool, really cool idea. Remember when this happened with the NBA? So it was before Election Day Mm -hmm. in 2022, the day before Election Day, because there was going to be no games on Election Day because they wanted everybody to go out and vote. The NBA did this thing where every tip off was 15 minutes staggered after the other. For all the teams in the league. It was awesome. I'm trying to think, right? Did they not do that again last year at some point? Maybe. Well, that was last year. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kelly Bidlin, everybody. Thank God Gil's here. Thank God I'm here. But the the thing about that is you hope for fantastic finishes in every game. So it just goes bang, bang, bang. One doing it. So hockey's doing that tonight anyway, which I think is a great idea. Let me just read a couple of these college football tweets real quick before we get to Pete. Uh, J&J watering hole, what they actually called an Iowa game, this is good clarification, he said, was an illegal fair catch symbol, which isn't technically a penalty, but the ball is dead. All right, same thing, right? But, but 
technically he's correct uh some bs about gamesmanship in making the defense believe it might be a fair catch and slowing down bs no matter but worked out for me finn fan fall holland Tennessee was probably not going to win their game with Bama, but that officiating was atrocious, too. Another fair catch signal call that placed Tennessee on their own, too. It also appeared every third down stop uh, resulted in a controversial call on the Tennessee defense. Yes, that was at play as well. I also don't like I didn't see a lot of these, but but it is some of these players get way too lax with the fair catch. And sometimes it's like the. Just a real quick, like, wave. Maybe make it a little clearer before you get drilled uh, by three guys running down the field. True that. I'm sure this gentleman has something to say about it from College Football News. It's the great Pete Futek. How you doing, Peter? I'm fine. You know, the Iowa thing was weird because for so many reasons. One, it was almost a miraculous cover or depending on how you were going the other side of that, obviously. And yes, by the letter of the rule, they called it right it's not like Minnesota slowed down though. So it was like, it's like you had the problem with the, I get the Iowa fan side where it's like, yeah, he kind of did the wave, but Minnesota guys just went full bore on him. And it's not like they really backed off. It was a strange, weird play. And if you watch the game before that, there was a couple of uh, drive before there was a real, a really bizarre officiating called the a bad catch that was ruled okay to keep an Iowa drive alive. But that, yeah, crazy stuff at the end of that. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned, Kirk Ferentz's issue was, was they weren't even reviewing that. They were reviewing whether he was out of bounds. And instead, yeah, while review, I mean, everything's fair game, you know? Look, if you're going to have the greatest slow on turf and you're going to rely on <laughs> right. miraculous this player, you have to, they rely on the miraculous every single game. If you're going to do that, your margin for error is absolutely minuscule, but that that team is absolutely amazing with how they are absolutely able to do what they do. And now, you know, good luck trying to figure out the Big Ten West because as my Big Ten West friends, why don't we? You know, well, big deal. So we're going to go to the Big Ten Championship and get drilled. Yeah, but this is kind of your last year to do it because next year they go to no divisions and then you know Minnesota and Nebraska yeah. and all you have. Yeah, good luck with that. Felica texted in about this. You know what he said? He said blank Iowa. They had two yards in the second half. So there you go. That's yeah, how he feels about that, it. That, that, that's yeah. how they roll, though. That day, that was them usually. My but. point was, it wasn't even the worst. Like if I had to rank them, Pitt was almost worse than ASU. Like the Pitt thing was just mind-boggling. Anyway, oh, yeah, it's just yeah. brutal. Uh, what did we learn from Ohio State, Penn State? What's your big takeaway from that game? Uh, Ohio State's good. I mean, they just are. I mean, it's it. They don't look. I, I saw that as more of a really awesome game of defense than bad offense. And if we're all you, we're all used to, to the Pac-12 and conditioned for that. And as apparently so, nobody stayed awake to watch the Washington game because I did. Yeah. The, the tweets that I was getting is oh. saying, well, Washington and Oregon would drill these guys. Like, eh, no. You know, the NFL talent on that Ohio State defense and the Penn State defense is next level. So, yes, Penn State does need a downfield passing game at some point. But I do think Ohio State is just that good. So you you do think because while you're watching that Ohio State Penn State game, your thought is, wow, whatever the opposite of that UW Oregon game was, is this, which is no yeah. offense. But you read it as really good defenses. Let me ask you what I asked Felica last week, which is. All right, then put Michigan in that Big Ten mix. Are they that much better than both Ohio State and Penn State? Are they stealing? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're about to find out. 
And it, it, because they, because Michigan still hasn't really played anybody. I mean, beating Minnesota is just not that big a deal, uh, at least the way they did. And for all the, the that kind of feeds into the controversy is, oh my God, they're destroying everyone. Yeah, they also, I mean, UNLV is good and all, but it's not like they've played a Notre Dame or even an Iowa or even a, you know, West Virginia, like what Penn state did. But uh, I, I, I will see well, in two weeks. I think Michigan's right there. And I, I still say I'm going with my original call. We're going 2008, big 12 South. We're going to have three 11 and one teams in the big 10 East when we're all said and done. All right. We have nine remaining undefeateds in FBS play. One of whom is playing tonight. Liberty is a five and a half point favorite at Western Kentucky. Any thoughts on that game? Uh, Western Kentucky played bad last week at home. They, that passing game is not kicked in like we thought it would. And Liberty just kind of keeps on winning. Uh, not a great Liberty team, but bad schedule. I'm going with Liberty, but not too excited about it. All right. What's your favorite play this weekend in a, in a, on a schedule that's not exactly the sexiest, may I just say? I somehow have nailed the Pac-12. I've missed a lot of other stuff, but my overs and unders have been fine. The Pac-12, I'm at a Graham Mertz like 78%, shockingly enough, because the the home teams are, these games are kind of easy to figure out because they're all, all these teams are sort of the same. So with, in, in terms of like what they do at home, they all kind of rise up and we know Colorado is bad. So if you go with all those, Pac-12 has been sort of easy to get. Utah catch getting six and a half with maybe seven, depending on where you're looking at home against Oregon. I let, Oregon's a good team, obviously. Utah is just different at home. That is a that is a solid team to begin with. They won on the road, obviously, last week against USC. There's nothing flashy about them, but those lines are fantastic. And again, you're giving me a touchdown with Utah at home. I'm taking Utah. The one I'm a little less excited about, Arizona at home. Rested Arizona team. They're playing some good ball. Uh, Oregon State's rock-solid type, but I'm going with the two Pac-12 underdogs. Uh, Utah and Arizona, and I'm maybe going to kind of dabble maybe in UCLA because I just don't think Colorado is good at football. Wow. Are you becoming like a Pac-12 specialist now? Is that your new thing? I have to. Don't, well, I only have like 10 minutes left to do this, don't I? I guess if I'm going to be that. So, uh, yeah, until they, they go away. But uh, <laughs> I guess I am at the moment. 10 minutes left of the Pac-12 lifetime is what he's in. Lifespan is what he's talking about. I was going to say, on the air or in the yeah, break after. First Pete, I, this is the most Pac-10 I've ever heard him talk about. Pac-12 I've ever heard him talk about. Uh, I love the Pac-12 because it's night and that's uh, a fully focus. There's not a thousand other games going at once. So I've always been sort of a, a Pac-12 aficionado. But yeah. uh, what about Louisville-Duke? Louisville, uh, four-point favorite, hosting the Blue Devils. Duke's great. I mean, it's, they're just, again, not flashy and Riley Leonard's playing as long as he's fine. As long as he's able to go on that ankle, I, I'm going with Duke again, just a rock solid team. That's just playing well. And they've got an NFL starting quarterback and I'm going with Duke on this. Okay. What's your gut instinct tell you about the, the four team playoff? Who are those four teams right now? It's, are we assuming that Michigan's not just going to get nailed for all this? And yes, I, yes, I, we I, are. We're going to assume that. Yeah, because if they do, I don't think the NCAA can work that fast. I think that's the, it's a problem for next year and for Harbaugh's future. So if we're assuming that, that they're going to get their way in this, I'm saying two Big Ten teams. I am saying we're going to get both Michigan and Ohio State. We're going to have a two-loss Big 12 team somehow. We're definitely going to have a two-loss Pac-12 champion. I think Washington's losing twice. And Florida State's got it kind of easy. So SEC champion, 
going to say Georgia, even though Bama's sort of sneaking up and watch out for Ole Miss against Georgia next week. We're going to be talking about this, uh, but I'm going to go Georgia, two big 10 teams, Michigan, Ohio state and uh, Florida state with Michigan and Ohio state playing for the national championship just before the NCAA drops the hammer on the Michigan Wolverine. I think I have those four teams pre-flop in the final four, but I think I had two different ones in the uh, a different different pair in the in the championship um real quick because you bring it up f- 50 times here pete this thing with michigan and the sign stealing I-, I asked two people one person says ah it's nothing and the other person thinks it's the most serious thing in the world where do you fall on it uh, i have learned over my 25 years of doing this that every time i think someone's going to get nailed for this like cam newton in 2010 no Jameis Winston in uh, 2013, no. And then they end up winning the national championship. So it'll be a big deal next year. Big deal next year. All right. Threaded the needle. Pete, enjoy. Appreciate you, man. There you guys. Pete Futak, everybody. At Pete, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter. Now, I don't know if you know this, Kelly. Known as X. Yes, it is. You're aware of that? We, we all say it. Do, you, do we? No. No, we don't. Uh, coming back, Mark Borchard on baseball and a cavalcade of NBA plays coming up. Numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.